This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Nice to be here. My name is Vinnie White. This is a radio show. It's called The Vinnie White Show. It's a news and opinion platter that doesn't much matter. News and opinion dipped in batter to make you fatter with lots of comedy chatter. 71010 if you want to text the show. Um, you can also phone the show on 4168721010 if we get time to put you on, we will. But I'll read your text out for shizzle, as the kids probably don't say anymore. Um... So if you care about me in any way, and I have absolutely no idea why you should do such a thing, you may have noticed that last week I said I was um, hobbling a little bit and I was um, I had a bad leg, right? I'd been for a run, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you don't care, but I, I was away in England for a while and I went for a run on a beach in England and I did it barefoot and I just went a bit Forrest Gump when I did it. I had a podcast on, some banging trance, etc., and I just, I just sort of lost it and just carried on running, and uh, it was great. But as a result, I hit a few rocks, and it was an uneven surface, and I didn't do any stretching before or after, and so um, I really hurt myself. And I, I didn't know what was wrong. Uh, then I came back to Canada, and then, um, oh, actually, I went to a drunken wedding in between, which I walked around at the wedding. That was probably a bad idea as well. And I was really hobbling when I came back to Canada. Did this show last week, and then Monday I woke up and I couldn't walk. So I went to emergency. Um, I, the only thing I could do is ride my motorcycle. So I motorcycled to the emergency department and hobbled off. I left the bike out the front there, hobbled off. And, of course, everyone would obviously have thought I've just fallen off my motorbike because I come in hobbling, holding a helmet. So they're all like, oh, another one. I'm like, no, not yet. That's probably in a couple of weeks. But um, right now, it's just a, the result of a run. Can you have a look at this? And normally, most people that talk about the Canadian medical system are critical. Uh, it starts off quite good. Then it gets a bit critical. Just a heads up. I got in there within an hour, seen to by some extremely hardworking, diligent and reasonable doctors who x-rayed me and said, there's nothing broken, but you have proper ripped up some things. I think that's the technical term for it. She said, <laughs> to put it in layman's terms, because I was obviously being a bit stupid, she said, imagine you've got lots of stringy things attached to your bones and stuff. Well, some of them don't work very well because you've strained them. Right. I think I can take that. So she said, what we're going to do, we're going to put you on crutches, send you home, uh, ice it, rest it, don't move that particular leg, and um, hopefully you'll be tickety-boo in no time. But because you're a young, fit adult, which I, I love that. I thought she was chatting me up. She said, we're going to refer you to a sports science place. All right? They'll call you and uh, get you in, and you can be looked at properly because we can't do muscle stuff here. So I, I went home, stuck my foot up for basically a few days, and I've, I got a call from this place. And they said, uh, yeah, I hear you're a, a young, fit, athletic type. I was like, keep talking. I want to record it. And so um, I said, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I'm not an old dude and I was out running, yeah. And they said, yeah, you need you need to be looked at. We can fit you in end of November. Handy. Yeah. I can't walk now. So is there any way we could speed that up? No. No, no. You can't just walk in it. Yeah, you're telling me. Um, so then they said, well, why don't you, you just get some physiotherapy? That'll fix you up. 
all right, let's do that. I'll just put you onto the hold, and then and then we'll you can talk to someone about that. So I was on hold for half an hour. Hello, Mr. White, is it? Yeah. You need some physio, do you? I don't know, probably, yeah. Okay, coming next week. So I'm going in tomorrow, right? She uh, And the end of the call, she goes, by the way, $60 for the consultation, and then $30 for every 30 minutes after that. Probably take you a few hours. All right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's not ideal, is it? <laughs> So, Pat, inform me, is the medical... Pat's the producer, by the way, but I'm genuinely lost on many things, which is why I call him into this. What's what's free? Is an ambulance free? Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've had, you know, like my fingers and hands cut and stuff and bones broken. I've never had to pay for the ambulance ride. No? Okay, good. And then crutches, I only paid 30 bucks. That wasn't too painful. Yeah, any kind of thing like that. Finger braces and stuff like that, actually, in casts, I think you have to pay for. And then the sports science place that can't fit me in. If they could have fit me in, would that have been free? That probably would have been a fortune. Right. A young, fit, uh, athletic person. Thank you. They're assuming that you probably have money to waste. If they wouldn't have referred <laughs> it to you at all if they you didn't look well off. Yeah. You look very, you know, young, well-to-do kind of guy. So it, there's no way. It did. It's going to be thousands of dollars, that oh kind of thing. Oh, my God. They're going to probably want to do weird stuff and inject you with, you know, shark testosterone or whatever. <laughs> I don't think it's Chinese medicine. <laughs> it's something weird. Yeah. Something you can't do in a hospital. No. They're going to want to they're going to want to put you on the back of a pig, parade you around, get some rhino horn, rub it into your nipples. Exactly. You name it. It's going to be costly. Uh well, so I'm off the crutches, but I'm hobbling. And uh, I'll do the physio this week, so I'll let you know how it goes. I'm sure you're riveted. But I had a, the weirdest episode as a result of all this, okay? So just to add confusion, and it's not the ideal timing, I've been moving my place, and I've moved into a place in Kensington Market because it's cool and groovy. And uh, I was just getting a bit fed up with the Botox types down on uh, King West where I was living. And I want to just keep it real. I don't fit in there. I don't know what I was thinking. So I've moved to Kensington Market. Obviously, it was difficult to move, but I got some movers. I got some help from friends and what have you. Moved into this new place, right? And then me and the girlfriend want to go out for a drink to celebrate, right? I should mention I moved in with her as well. Is that bad? Is that is that a bit... I couldn't pass judgment. Uh, I shouldn't say this because she might be listening. Which is great. And it, I love her dearly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's good. She's cool. But um, it's, I'm just petrified of any form of commitment, frankly. I haven't even got a pot plant. That's how bad it is. It took me nine years in Canada to get a phone contract. So Really? Yeah. I'm on the run from any form of commitment. This is pretty much as much as I can handle. One hour a week of a radio show. And even then, what, what, what do I take off? 25% of the time? It was a while. Yeah. So you should count yourself lucky, young lady. Anyway. Uh, so we go out for a drink, right? I am proper slow because I'm on two crutches and I'm hobbling. So we just hobbled to the local pub. And this was on Tuesday night. So I shouldn't really have been walking, but I thought I could hobble that far. Go to this place, right? And there's, it was nice at the minute. So we went to the patio outside this bar in Kensington Market. All groovy hipsters everywhere, moustaches and all that. And we, um, we're about to sit down. There's one table free, very small table, and there's one plastic chair at it. So I'm like, do you mind if I sit there and you can... I wouldn't normally do this, but you can sort out the other chair. She's like, go on, you invalid idiot. So I sit down 
And she goes milling around trying to find the other plastic chair and she can't find one. There's loads of picnic benches with loads of spaces at those picnic benches, but it, every single picnic bench has at least one person on it. So we're like, we don't really want to go and sit, right, eavesdrop on other people's conversation. So she goes in and gets a wooden chair because there's no one in the bar, brings it out, right? My crutches, by the way, are really on show. I've, sort of, I've almost done it on purpose because I had a feeling this might be controversial. You can't basically do anything in Ontario because the fun police will stop you. Yeah, don't rock the boat. Yeah, moving a chair this is... This is an inside chair. To, I know where this is going. You know where I'm going. Yeah. Moving a chair is town to mount to murder in Ontario. Absolutely. So she moves this chair out, right? She sits on it. Crutches on show. Made a big deal of it. And I'm hobbling. I'm like, oh, yeah. She sits down, right? Waiter comes over. He says, uh, yeah, I, I can't allow you to do that. Right, okay. So I said, so, sorry, can you, just, I, I, can you just explain why? And so he says, right, there's only so many bums and there's only so many seats. And I need to keep an eye on how many bums there are on how many seats there are. If there's only the certain finite amount of seats that were here, I know that if anyone's standing, they have to move in. Whereas if you're moving a chair from inside out, then that's another chair. And that might mean that there's one person too many. And I said, but well, there's two complications here. One, I don't know how many people fit on a picnic table, but... There's loads of space on all of the... And he said, yeah, I, I can see you're on crutches, sir, and I can see that could be a problem. So I will ask some people to move to give you some space on a picnic table. I'm like, but... I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. All those people are going to know that they had to move because of you when you sit That's down. That's it. So he <laughs> says, excuse me, guys, can you move up? So all these people are like... Oh. So they move up. Now there's room for us on a picnic table. But the thing is, there's... At least 30 spare seats on picnic tables. So, in other words, if his problem was a problem, there'd have to be 30 people come in for this to be an issue. And it's midnight on Tuesday, so there's no one knocking about anywhere. So I say, listen, in the almost impossible chance that every single available seat is filled in the next half hour, even though it's 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, if that happens, which it definitely won't, and you know it won't, one of us, or both of us, will make move inside with the wooden chair so as to make room for your petty fire regulations, which won't become a problem anyway, and I don't even know why we're having this conversation. And I did actually say that. Because also, you get really cranky with a bad leg. So he says, I can't allow that. And I said, why? And now I'm, I'm proper pissed off. So he says, uh, I'm too busy to keep an eye on our capacity. That would be impossible. And I said, but would it? I mean, is it? Is it impossible for you to keep an eye on the capacity? Is it? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, I think you've got a ridiculous policy in your brain that you've just invented, which doesn't allow for one chair to be moved for a couple with one of them on crutches, both of which would happily move if we had to. And he said, and I quote, well, I don't come to work. Your, I don't come to your work and tell you what to do. So then I said, if you did come to my workplace, I wouldn't mind if I was being ridiculous, as you are now. And then I tried to hobble out, because like, I'm now I'm annoyed, so annoyed. I can't obviously have a drink here. So I tried to go, I leave. Can't make an exit on. Girlfriend puts the chair back in, which annoyed me, because I thought, what might get him to move it back in? It looked really like, you know, oh, I'm sorry about him when she moved the chair in. 
So I tried to make, yeah, grandioso. And damn you! And I just hobbled at 0.5 of a mile an hour. Yeah, you can't, you have to be able to really give, be just gone all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. Can't make a getaway on crutches. <laughs> and you can hear every step. So I went out at snail speed. And then it all kicked off because my girlfriend said, and was that necessary? No, 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 don't say that. No, now we're going to have an argument because you've taken his side, haven't you? She's like, I'm not taking his side. It's just you can't go to another pub. Now we have to go home. No, I will hobble to the nearest bar, which is actually nearly half a kilometre away. By God, I'll do it. So I did that. So petty. Got to this other bar. She wasn't talking to me. I had a face like a spanked ass. My leg was in so much agony, I had to have a whiskey. And uh, then I hobbled home. Welcome to your neighbourhood. <laughs> what is wrong with people? And I know that every week someone texts in and goes, if you don't like this country, move home. It's not that I don't like this country, and I've been here for 10 years. Why are you so bloody petty about everything? It's, that's what this country is, though. You do know that nowhere else would care less about what bloody chair you dragged out. You do know, maybe with the exception of the United States of America and occasionally some parts of Britain can be quite tetchy. But you do know, like, most countries in the world don't care about most things. But you've just, you've got such a consideration for every. Why is everything so annoying? Because Canada's like the the bratty little kid that just has to tattle on everybody for every little thing, even if it doesn't affect that kid. Isn't it? It's really just, it, petty is the perfect thing. We yeah. get the old Canadians are very polite, but it's one of the most petty countries ever. The you, two go hand in hand because yeah. you are polite and you're petty. And you're very polite about being petty. He was incredibly polite about not giving me a chair, even though I had crutches, as much as you can be. But when you really boil it down, it was stupid. It was all pointless. And he lost business. Yeah. It's a, it, it, yeah, it's just that it's a weird sort of fear of authority for no reason. Like the odds of some fire marshal being yeah. undercover there waiting, waiting, like, you did it. You brought in a chair from outside. Get him. <laughs> Nutter! Exactly. Just... I am the Rosa Parks of the modern day with and... not quite so much to lose or gain. And just the idea that no, you can't explain anything to anyone. You couldn't explain, like, well, come on. it's just. But that's just... partly my fault. You see, that's the problem with me. I, If I just said... if I, When you use the words ridiculous, people just go, right, well, I'm not going to move on it. It's the same, It's People feel like you're calling them stupid exactly. or something like and that. And I have a condescending tone, and I think the British accent also makes me sound right up my own Harris... So I think that people hate me, which is why I've got a radio show to redeem myself. So you're all lovely, apart from that bloke who can burn in hell. Back in a minute. You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. If she was a man, she'd look good in a Speedo. Who is it? It's Amanda Capito. Oh, that's the most ridiculous intro I've ever, I've ever had from you. That's quite ridiculous. <laughs> now everyone's picturing me as a man and in a Speedo. Great, great, great. Something for everyone in this world. <laughs> good evening. My name is Vinnie White. This is Amanda Capito. We do a regular section that used to be called Newsy Poos, but in recent weeks I've turned, it's just turned into a bit of a chat. 
Um, but we will endeavour to get some news going. First of all, I just wanted to sympathise because I noticed that you have sticking out of your pocket a small parking ticket. Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> Thank you for your sympathies. I'll take them. Mm. How, um, much, how much, by the way? $60. Oh, I know. What? It really does hurt. Well, you a naughty woman. It stings. No, and I feel like this show also tends to... What tends to happen is it's me complaining about parking-related issues and car-related issues that, that is I have. Actually, it, it's a it? through yeah. line of my of my life. <laughs> Maybe um, that's what we'll call it: automotive <laughs> woes with Amanda Capito. Um, no, you know, I was I went to a yoga class um, midtown near Young and St Clair this morning. I was the class was one hour. I was parked for maybe an hour and a half yeah. on a dead end street, mm. residential. Street parking, that whole street, it's up for grabs. It's good to go. I always park there. Do you mean dead end as in it had nothing going for it as a street? No. <laughs> so like oh, literally physically, physically <laughs> right. a dead end street. Yeah. Um, no exit. And I just, I didn't realize, but the very last spot on that street is mm. a, it, there's a little sign that's kind of up in a tree that says no standing just on that one little spot, mm. patch of grass where I happened to park. Yeah. And so I was gone. I came back and I had a $60 ticket. So- there's no way that a, an officer actually just went and checked that at 9 a.m. I believe that the person in that house called. Oh, do you think it was Mrs. Miggins twitching a curtain? I have I have to believe it. And then she thought, oh, I don't recognize that car. I'll tell you what I'll bloody yep. well do. I'll get onto the bylaw about this one. Yes. Again, because that's all I ever do. <laughs> like, did they fight to have that sign in front of their home too? I bet you they did. Probably. I, and I know I'm making up this whole story, but I have to believe. Like for the one hour that I'm parked there on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m., this one spot on this one dead end road that's really short, please. Anyway, and just like, what's the benefit if she, if he or she called the bylaw officer to give me a ticket? Like, uh, what's in it for them? I know, N- absolutely nothing. People, mate, they just can't they can't communicate in a physically reasonable way anymore. What? But like, are they getting? It's not. It's not even a matter of communicating. It's like they get some sort of weird satisfaction out of complaining. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know because I've never, I've never been very patriotic to where I live. I've never felt any particular tie to where I live. I just because I move quite a lot, so I can't imagine ever having the mindset of, oh, there's a car outside my house that shouldn't be there. Uh, that's I. I feel as if I've been <laughs> trespassed on. Right. Because that yeah, must be the feeling that they get. Yeah. Like, how dare they come near my house? That's my, This is my area. Yeah. I need that sign. <laughs> I put signs up. I went to council meetings. I can't imagine being that invested in a place. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how they must be, I suppose. Most annoying one I had was a few months ago. Um, I run a business and occasionally we, we staple a lot. It's mrphotocanvas.com. So we do a lot of stapling where we <laughs> end up stapling the canvas. And I got a phone call from the city saying um, we've had a noise complaint. Right? And I said, oh, right, who from? Because obviously if if the stapling's quite noisy, yeah. then I need to. And wait, what time are you stapling at? Only during office hours. That's okay. the only time we're open. So, all right. And it's sta- by the way, stapling, it's just a tiny little like, like, staple gun. It's a regular staple. It sounds like this. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's someone extra... Well, I'm assuming it's the guy upstairs, right? Right. So um, they say, oh, we can't tell you who complained. I thought, oh, fair enough. Okay. A bit annoying because they could have just come round and we could have negotiated. Right. You know what I mean? If they would have said, perhaps you could close the doors during this time, I work these hours, right. I get home at this time, could you bear that in mind? I'd be fine with that, right? Did that. Then there was a meeting of the condo building that I live in and I'm very good friends with the chairman of the condo board. Right. And after the meeting, he, he took me to one side and he said, um, just wanted to let you know, the guy upstairs from you has, I shouldn't be telling you who he is, 
but he's complained to me that you make too much noise. I'm like, right, so he's gone to the city. Wow. He's gone to the condo board, but never has he thought to walk downstairs and have a conversation with a human being. Like, are they, people are scared of, of talking to but, others. And, and I understand that. And I'm, I'm like, I've been thinking about this. They're scared of confrontation, but I wouldn't be confrontational. Now I will. Yeah. Now I definitely Now your will. back's against the wall. Yeah, now I hate him. Yeah. And I've put a hose pipe through his, his window and I've left the tap running and I'm going to flood his place. <laughs> Oh God! This is live. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's just it's just annoys me that people can't say things. Now then, that Mrs. Miggins may well have seen you park, yeah, and she could have come out and said, "Listen, you're going to get a ticket. Yeah, that's what they do." She didn't have to say, "I'll call them." Um, we this is a no park standing zone for your benefit. Pop yourself off. You'd be even over the moon with that, wouldn't you? Note, or even if they let me a note, what? like if she hadn't seen me actually parking, yeah. and she saw me there. So what would the note say though? Hey, you know this is like I don't know. I'm obviously not doing this on a regular basis. It was an accident. Mm. I was there once. Just for next time. Is, is that so crazy that I'm like, if it bothered them that much? Mm. Also, I was there for one hour. If it was someone who's parked there the whole day, I'd understand. I feel like we're just doing that thing that people in the West do, complaining about small issues. Let's move on. Yeah. It's all right, isn't it? It's just a parking ticket. I'll buy you a pint. That's $10. So technically, it's a $50 parking ticket. Thanks. I'll buy you two pints. Thanks, man. That brings your ticket down to 40 and you'll be too pissed to worry about it. I like this. I like this tactic. <laughs> keep getting tickets. And I'll keep getting you drunk. And before Problems the years will be out, solved. Yeah, you'll be in court and you'll be an alcoholic. <laughs> great. Great. Win-win. Anyway, if you have any parking woes, let us know. Um, because it's a, it is extremely hard to park here. I've got the new answer. Buy yourself a motorcycle. <laughs> Fantastic. You can park anywhere for free. What do you mean you can park anywhere for free? You can free? park anywhere you want for free with a motorbike. The only thing you can't do is if it's a permit zone overnight, you can't leave it overnight because they'll ticket you for that. But you can't. You still can't leave it in a no-standing zone. Like that's no, you I can't. Was... Sorry, you can't. But I say anywhere. I mean anywhere. that Normally, if you're a car, you'd pay. Yeah. A motorbike, you don't have to pay. You don't have, I didn't realize no, that. No, it's great. You don't pay for parking. Nope. Are you sure you just haven't gotten a ticket yet? There's no way I could be that lucky. <laughs> no, there, no, there's, there's no charge. Now, you, there is, you know, the enormous risk of you killing yourself, the fact that you'll be freezing for six months of the year, and the fact that almost every time I park it, someone pushes it over. But it's lovely having a motorbike. <laughs> so get one of them. Oh, goodness. Is your car still texting you? Brother? Yes. Or texting everyone that texts you? Yes. Uh, if you didn't listen last week, Amanda's bought a new car. <laughs> In in our new feature, Amanda's automotive woes, <laughs> and um, and she bought a new car. And every time you text her, because she's listening to her phone on the Bluetooth, um, it te- it the the car texts you back. It's so annoying. I texted her a couple of times this week, and it says, "I'm driving, sent from my car." It's really embarrassing. So I sent you a, a load of stupid texts. I, know. I said, "I'm I'm not driving, sent from my caterpillar." Yes. I'm driving, sent from my koala. My cat is not driving. I said every possible version oh. until I presume I annoyed you towards the end. <laughs> well, I stopped answering. <laughs> That's how I like to milk my gags. Just keep on going. Just dig it into the ground. Right. Let's do a quick bit of newsy poos. Uh, Newsy poos, British people, as you know, are incredibly intelligent, upper class, and uh, far above the idiotic act of high-fiving. <laughs> and this was proved today uh, when Justin Trudeau tried to high-five. Is, this, is it George? Yeah, the little one? yeah. Yeah, so Will and Kate are in, um, I think they're in BC, are they? Yeah, they Out started there, and then they, went, and then they went north to, like, Yukon, I think. Did they? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're having a nice little time around uh, Canada. 
It's weird when you think about it that he will be king of Canada. And indeed, so will the little one. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but the future, future, long quite a way ahead, King of Canada, George, was um, high-fived or attempted high-fived by Trudeau. And Trudeau's quite cool, isn't he? Yes. Like, say what you want about Trudeau, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that even by giving one compliment, I'll get 300 texts about how he's too much of a poster boy and all that stuff that people complain about. But uh, he got stood up on a high-five today, so the haters must be happy with that. Yeah, take him down a couple notches, you know? Just been left hanging? That's the worst. I've been left hanging by a kid before, and it's really annoying, because the mum and dad are always on board. Go on! Give him a a high-five! And the kid starts crying, and you're like... (laughs) And there's a little part of you inside that goes, For God's sake, high-five me! But you have to pretend to be an adult about it. Yeah. (laughs) Is Is it wrong to... Well, it is also weird that we all train all little kids to give high fives, like yeah. like as if it they're animals. Weird. It like, is weird, isn't it? Yeah, why is that a thing? Yeah, like it started in baseball high fiving. I've forgotten the name of the guy. He was an outwardly homosexual man, which was rare in those days, and he was uh, quite an extrovert. And he start. He's the first man to have the recorded high five. I didn't know this story. Text in on seven ten ten if you can remember his name, or just do a quick Google for us. <laughs> and um, the low five had been used for decades, but he started the high five. Oh wow! And it's the first recorded in inverted commas because there is a dispute. Some other people claim to have um, <laughs> been the high five inventor. But it started. It was like a well done in in baseball. Now I it's love that everything. you have this knowledge. Also, well, you know what? I'll be honest. <laughs> Did you with look you. this up? I hate high fives. I hate really? them. Yeah, absolutely hate them. <laughs> Why? Well, if you notice that every time you ask me to do one, I won't do it. I've never asked you to do one. Try me now, and oh. I'll say no. No, I don't do them unless I absolutely have to. You'd leave someone hanging? I do the comedy miss on purpose. Why? I don't really like the action. Like the movement of the hand or the slapping sound? I think I find it really childish and like um, almost condescending in the... I find anyone that high-fives someone else quite often is, is doing that kind of, hey, good job, and I, I don't like that sort of praise. Mm, okay, but now I'm like, I really want you to high-five me really badly. Happen, mate. No, now it's like I, I just really want you to high-five me. Yeah, you'd have to steal one. Just, the worst one I ever had. Just please. Not going to happen. Just please, not a little gonna, one. She's putting her hand out. Please. Like some desperate puppy, and she's doing that stupid face she does when she gets parking tickets. <laughs> Oh, piss off. Yes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's wiping his hand on his you leg. Disgusting. <laughs> Get me that. I hope Purell. we got that. Everyone heard that. Everyone heard that through the mics. Um, yes. Got a high five the worst Vinny. one I ever had was a date. I went for a date with this girl oh, in and Ottawa. And she wanted to high five you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? And, you know, when you go on a date and you both, you both know it hasn't gone very well, it was one of them. She was the most boring person in the world. <laughs> Painful. I was pulling teeth all the way through it. I remember going to the toilet thinking, God, this is a relief. Didn't even need the toilet. Just oh, went to the bathroom no. just for just for a break from the <laughs> stagnant pain that was the lack of our conversation. Anyway, I was driving. Maybe that's where I went wrong. I probably should have had a few beers. And um, I drove her back home. And I was I was all ready for the kiss on the cheek or the hug. Okay. I think you do that no matter how the date went, don't you? Really? Um. Yeah. The hug. And kiss she, on the cheek. No, I think that's a, that's a bit extra. Not only did she put her hand up for high five, she said high five. <laughs> and I was like, oh. so I kissed her on the cheek, and she she brought charges against me. No, she didn't. Oh my, oh my god, <laughs> it went a bit dark. <laughs> anyway, going back to it, Kate is ludicrously good-looking, isn't she? 
I think she's very good looking, yes. It's just absolutely ludicrous. I don't know how you could be that perfect. Such it's an like interesting a... way of describing her, her, her good looks, but sure, ludicrously yeah, good she's looking. Borderline Lud- annoyingly good looking. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I'm not even female and I'm jealous of that bottom. <laughs> and is it her sister that's got the better bottom? Pippa? Well, I don't know. I haven't examined their bottoms side by side. <laughs> when you say examined, <laughs> like... a casual glance is all you need. They're both very good looking gals. Not giving them a colonoscopy. <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> Well, what, what's um, speak, yeah, speaking of speaking of Pippa's bum, no, mm. I mean, we don't know what we're going to see now because her phone's been hacked. 3,000 photos. Oh, you mean her iCloud? Her been, cloud has been hacked, uh, yes. It's Three- a modern day revelation, this, isn't it? If anyone's listening, by the way, that doesn't really understand this, I would err on the side of caution as I have and just turn your iCloud off. Because the last thing you need is thousands of photographs somewhere in cyberspace ready for someone to hack. Even if they're reasonably charming, lovely, little, innocent pictures. I, I hate the thought of people looking at my images. You just have to, when you take pictures with your phone, at least I just, I know that there is, it is subject to be seen by all. Yeah. Because you never know who's going to pick up your phone. You never know what's going to accidentally be sent, what's going to be hacked, what email, you know, like, forget it. Turn those features off. But you can't, the thing, no, but it's not that easy to turn them off. Because number one, when you like sync, when you're syncing different apps and Mm. stuff, they have access. Some of them, like the accessibility is access to your photos. I know. I hate the fact that. Access to your camera so that the app can take the photos. Then even with Gmail, with Androids, I know you're talking about iCloud. There's obviously a cloud-based service for for Android too, but there's also like things through Gmail chat that you send, but then is backed up somewhere. Right. So you'd have to go and turn off that individual the chats, yeah, backup features. Like it's it, they make it hard. I wish there was just a really clear button on the yeah. side of the phone that just said "Leave me alone." I just switch that. They do, don't they? That's the yeah. thing. So you just take your photo as if everyone's going to see it. Yeah, my friend's a mother, and she's got teenage boys, and she bought them a phone. And um, every time they take a picture, it automatically gets uploaded to the cloud. Right. They share cloud space. Mm-hmm. The boys, by the way, don't know this. Oh. So every time they take a picture, the mum sees it. That's creepy. Now, she hasn't told them. I think that's a bit weird. I think that's it? really weird. Also, it's only a matter of time before you become incredibly disappointed. Yes. In their behavior yes. and or lustful desires. Ooh, yeah. When you've got teenage boys, just lock the door and let them get on with whatever it is they're doing. You did it. You know what they do. <laughs> yeah. So what's happened then? Is she going to get all these images published by tabloid papers? Who knows? We don't know. So, I mean, it's it's. I just feel like it's a matter of, like, everyone. anyone can be targeted and anyone can be hacked into. Like, yeah. So, especially if you have any high profile, you gotta you got to be careful and got to be expecting to get. I just feel like also... I mean, what's the worst? What's actually the worst that can happen? A nude photo? Is that ac- is that the worst that can happen? I suppose so. I, I shouldn't imagine there'll be much more worse than right? that and, on and, there. And is a nude photo even that bad? <laughs> Maybe I'm being crazy. I think like- you're being. I think you're not being aware of how grueling it must be to have your privacy infringed by such a, in such a grotesque way. I think no, the, the privacy being infringed is scary and creepy, and yeah. I understand that. But also, I'm just trying to put in perspective, like, the worst thing. Yeah, probably. That you're seeing Unless is a she's naked... a murderer. But yeah. then, you know... Then you maybe you, You've got other fish it. to fry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, is a, is a naked bot... Like, then go... You know what? Then go get a professional... <laughs> go get some professional photos taken of your glamorous body. Well, I, don't, I think that what's happened there, albeit 
a gross invasion of, of privacy is not as bad as what happened a few years ago when Will and Kate were sunbathing in France and one of those paparazzi scum, and right. I do mean that, I really do. I mean, they are the lowest of the low, yeah. aren't they? Decided to get a telescopic lens yes. that was so big that he managed to take a picture of her with her breasts out from over one kilometre away. See, like, that's creepy. Now, And, and when interviewed afterwards, yeah. this French scum said, well, I don't know what everyone's complaining about. She's not fat. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he's missing the point. <laughs> he's missing the point. <laughs> he's like, well, because she's beautiful, that makes it all right. I mean, I think he he's one of those people that it's purposely gets the point but is like, missing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. You know, avoiding it by by his idiocy. Yeah. Anyway, um I think Pippa's going to be fine. Yeah. And if she's not then uh well it's not the first case of its kind is it and it's not going to be the last. No. Who was the other one? What what other uh, one? Scarlett Johansson? Oh, wait, that had Didn't she have her iCloud hacked as well? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence did a couple oh, of years, and then maybe there's been a couple. There's been several. What would they find if they hacked yours? <laughs> Nothing that exciting. Mm. And I also, like I said, I always keep in mind, like, if they hack it, I'm prepared. I'm prepared for a hacking. Yeah. That's how everyone should be functioning. This is why. And if you and if you are so afraid of having parts of your body published or hacked into, then don't take the photos. Yeah. I think it's a very simple thing. And if you did take photos, then clearly you feel pretty good about it, then who cares? Put it out there. Yeah. Great. That's it's very so simple. True. And anyone that takes pictures of their genitals and sends it to people across Tinder, you do know that they're going to show everyone they know, right? You do know that. Yeah. So Don't just... they say the average the average like photo like that gets shared three times? I think that's it. Sure. I think that's the thing. I've seen a few willies in my time from my female friends because I find it fascinating that yeah. they get sent these. So I always want to see. Of also, course. I want to feel a bit better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> it never works. Uh. Um, it's been nice having you. Good luck. Uh, in the time you've been here, no doubt you've had three parking tickets. Oh, no. <laughs> you better go and attend to that. Uh, thanks for the bants. Yeah, thanks for having me. Ta-da. Bye. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. I really do love doing this radio show, and thank you so much for your input. I love when, when you text in on 71010. Uh, let's go through your text so far with regard to everything we've been talking about. Uh, a lot of people helping out Amanda. If the sign was on a tree, take a picture of it and fight it. It's not a legal sign. I didn't know that. Uh, someone else taking a very different line on that. The law is the law. Don't park where you shouldn't. Okay. Um... And who else have we got? I thought I was the only one who didn't like high fives, says 862. I think there's a little underground movement. High five, Pat? Thoughts? Not a big fan. Mm. Slightly condescending, childish? Yeah, absolutely. It's certainly no handshake. Mm. Uh, someone says, Ron says, in fact, I just thought I'd tell you that I love listening to Vinny and Amanda. One of the best hours of the week. I presume Ron is uh, Amanda's father. Uh, someone else said, if you don't want your iCloud hacked, then use a password stronger than password. And uh, I'll leave it there for now. Keep your text coming in on 71010. Oh, there's one more as well. I asked you, who's the person that invented the high five? Bit of a dispute on this, but we think it's Glenn Burke, who was born in 1952, died in 1995, Major League Baseball player. We think it was him. Uh, outwardly gay, fantastic baller and uh, extrovert. Who we think, 
he's the most likely candidate of the original high fiver. And uh, oh, I've got to do the plug. Oh, Pat. Yes, Finny. You've got a pretty face. Wouldn't you like it on canvas? I'd love to. What I need it though is, uh, you know, blown. Uh, take my digital uh, photos and have them blown up on canvas. And for uh, convenience and uh, affordability sake, I'd like to pick up on uh, or pay on pickup. Excuse you me. You want to pay for the pickup of your canvas that you've ordered before you've even put a credit card deposit down? That's a lot of trust. Only one company would be so foolish, stupid, and sometimes get ripped off by customers that disappear. Do you know what it's called? Is it MrPhotoCanvas.com? Yes, it is. MrPhotoCanvas.com for your canvas needs. If you want your face or anyone else's on canvas, go to MrPhotoCanvas.com. Pick up in Toronto. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or over. No, you can be any age. It really doesn't matter. Um, oh, I'm really sorry about this. We've got to get a break out of the way. But if we do that, then there's no more breaks. I know we've just had one. I'm not very good at this radio business. We'll be back in a minute. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Looks like the head of the European Commission is a bit of a drinker. Yeah, controversial head of the European Commission has denied that he has a problem with alcohol during an interview in which he drank four glasses of champagne. That's how to make your point. Yeah, allegations have circulated that they're around Brussels in recent years about Jean-Claude Juncker and his drinking habits. Uh, one senior diplomatic source said he generally has cognac for breakfast. In an interview with the French newspaper, he defended his record as he consumed four glasses of champagne. Not really helping his case. In his defence, he said, you think I'd still be in office if, uh, having, if I was having cognac for breakfast? It really does make me mad, and it makes me sad, and it even led my wife to question whether I lie to her, as I, but I don't even drink when I'm at home. Which all sounds a bit fishy, doesn't it? There's a lot of defence there. He also went on to blame his recent unsteady walking on problems with his leg after a serious car accident. He went on to say in a statement, that's a funny word. I love that word. Where am I? Um, this week it came out that the Scrabble's been invented in Wales, uh, but it hasn't really worked. Yeah, apparently you can play Scrabble in Welsh. By the way, Welsh for Welsh is Gimriag. I'm probably not saying it right. Gimliag, I think that's what it is. The makers of Scrabble have sold 100 million of the games in 29 languages, but they've been lost for words by the occurrences in Wales. Apparently, since getting the game, Scrabble in Welsh, they've sold zero. <laughs> no one's ever bought one. Apparently, one customer came into a shop and picked up the Welsh version and then went to the counter and said, this is interesting, have you got it in Polish? That's the only time anyone's even picked it up. Apparently, it's quite difficult to play. That might be part of it. And, of course, not that many people speak Welsh. Um, there are no letters X or Z in the Welsh language. And the common letters are Y and W, so they're only worth one point. A spokesman for Mattel said, Scrabble is a favourite all over the world. We aim to meet the demands of the games fans, and we're more than happy that the Welsh-speaking word lovers can join in. Failing to accept the fact that he hasn't sold any. <laughs> we're so glad we did this. Don't know why we did this, but we're glad we did. The only Welsh word I know is moron. 
right? Have a guess what moron means. If you're speaking Welsh and you say moron to a Welsh person, guess what that means. If uh, you get it right, I'll give you my house. Oh, wow. Now the stakes are on. I don't know. Hello? No. I'll, I'll narrow it down. Moron in Welsh is a vegetable. Pick your vegetable. A uh, vegetable. Uh, eggplant? <laughs> it's a carrot. Carrot, eh? Yeah. So if you don't know, if you want to impress someone with Welsh, just say, I can speak one word, moron, which is carrot. The things I do to make you look intelligent. It might get you a point in a pub quiz one day, you never know. Uh, other news from Europe, I'll leave you on this note. Uh, it's been confirmed that the language of love is alive and well. Italian has been voted the most attractive European accent this week, according to new research from Happen. Happen is a dating app that borders on creepy, from what I can tell. Uh, the survey, which polled 1,000 people, asked which romance language accents were the sexiest. The most sexy and romantic accents are... Number one, Italian, with 25% of the vote. By the way, the Canadians didn't get a look in. It's not really fair because it's only European accents. You weren't even in the running. You weren't even allowed. That's not fair, is it? But uh, Italians win at number one. At number two, French. Tying with English RP, received pronunciation, which is not what I speak. It's more like this. Hello. Patrick's the producer, and you're listening to a jolly good show here I don't on like that Top one. 10 10. I don't like that one it's at all. It's one thing I like. It's a jolly good bit of talk radio. Hello. Ooh. Yeah. And then Irish was number three. Really? I thought that'd be number one. Really? Yeah. Everyone loves an Irish accent, don't they? It's so sing-songy and corny. Aye, but it's bloody marvellous. And then you've got Spanish at number four and Swedish at number five. And uh, anyone else in Europe doesn't really get a look in. The Greeks are at number 10, if you're interested. Um, they also did a, a sort of alongside it look at UK accents. As I said, received pronunciation is the best. Well, that's say the best, the most popular. Uh, Cockney is, is the next one. And then uh, at the end of it is uh, West Country, Essex and Yorkshire. There you go. Bit niche, that one. I'm not sure why I've told you that bit, but uh, I had to fill this last bit of the show with something. Uh, Pat, you're a delight, a wonder, and uh, I would, uh, if I was otherwise inclined, I would embrace you in a, a terribly naughty embrace. Thank you for pushing buttons. And I'll see you next week. And as for you listening at home, or wherever you are, thanks a million. It's been an absolute blast today. I've had a really good show. See you next week. And if you're interested, I'm also on a quarter to nine on a, Sunday mor- on a Tuesday morning for the roundtable with John Moore. Take care. Ta-da. 